0: This morning, I just wanted to share, not for long, just for a few minutes, um, just about dedication and about dedicating a lifestyle. And that's what I've called it this morning, that we dedicate a lifestyle. And I don't know where you're at. You may attend this church. You may have come along for the dedication of family and friends. Um, You may go to church. You may not go to church. You may not really know what you think about God. But this morning, I hope that what I say can be helpful for you regardless of where you're at in your faith journey or what you think about that as well. And when we did the dedication training with Baz and and me and Tim and Dave and Naomi, um, we were sort of showing them the practicalities and I said to them, look, you really don't need to worry if you have like a problem with the baby because babies do tend to spill at both ends, then it's absolutely fine. Just sort that out and we can just ad lib and wait for you. And I have a real sense about this and a real passion about it because when we had one of our daughters dedicated, we have two daughters, and I will not name and shame her, but when we had one of our daughters dedicated, she completely did a nappy filler up the back of it, over the vest and everywhere, pre-dedication. It was generally caught on the microphone as well, so it wasn't particularly very ladylike, shall we say. But sometimes with children, these things happen, and some of you may have children, some of you may not, some of you may know people with children, but generally we can, wherever we're at, we can see what kids are like, that they come along, they make a noise, they can make a mess everywhere they go if they choose to. And that's what kids can be like. And we've just been to Butlins for a week with my side of the family, with my sister, and she has twins. And they're all of a similar age. And you put them all together and it's like a great big children explosion. So you take them into the dining room and they're everywhere and they want everything that's there and piling the plates high and spilling all the drinks all over the table and all these wonderful things that children do. And yet... The beauty of it is that at Butlins, it was full of many other people with children, and they all just sit there going, yes, we know, and it will be our children tomorrow night, I am sure. But children come, and they bring such love and such delight, but they can also bring a great big mess as well. And you know, that's okay. And when you see those parents who look like they're about to self-combust with embarrassment or, I can't cope anymore, just... Give them a little nod and a smile and just walk on by. They'll get there in the end. But raising children isn't always easy. And there's a saying locally, and I know we've got some people who are from outside the area, family and friends, and I don't know whether it's the same where you're from, but there's a saying locally that says this. They've been dragged up. Has anyone heard that saying? Non-locals, have you heard that saying? No, yes, no. No. And it basically means that they have been dragged up, that they haven't really been looked after or they've just, they've managed to claw their way through growing up and they've made it into adulthood some way or another. And one of the things that Paul and myself wanted to do with the girls was we wanted to make sure, and in some ways they probably have been dragged up, the poor girls, but we wanted to make sure that, that we raised them in a certain way. That we wanted to make sure we put certain things in place for them. And I think it's really good what Paul actually reads out. And I sat and thought about it when I was preparing to talk to you. And this is what we promise when we dedicate children. That we will teach truth and the duty of being a Christian. We also promise this. That they're brought up in discipline in instruction, which is prayer and teaching and example. So there's two things that we promise that we'll try our best to do. And none of us are perfect. We all have a bad day. We aren't always brilliant at being the wonderful parents. I'm sure some of you aren't, but I'm certainly far away from it at times. And I just think there are a few things that we can do to help us. Now, you may not be a parent in this room. Your children may have grown and flown the nest. You may be thinking, I'm a long way off from having children. But wherever you're at, I think you can apply this to your life. Because not only does it help in raising children, but it can help in working with people at work, it can help within your family, it can help when you're working alongside friends and trying to encourage them. If you basically want to be a good example in your life, if you want to help people and encourage them, and encourage them to be a better person, then I think these three things are going to do you good. So whether you're raising children, whether you are the families who stood on stage this morning, whether you are considering having your children dedicated, possibly... I think these are great things that we can do in being an example and making a commitment to being committed to our children or to other people in our lives, wherever you find yourself. So, this is the first thing that I want to say to you be intentional. And I think that this actually allows us to become ourselves. If we're intentional about who we are, if we're intentional about what we practically do on a day-to-day basis, if we're intentional about what we believe and what we think is the right way to go about things, then it releases us to be who we are. Because otherwise, this is what happens. You get wandered and pulled along into being someone else you get caught up in the flow of somebody else's life who's perhaps got a lot more personality than you or is a lot more excited about something than you and you get pulled along and you become them or become what they are excited about or want to do I don't know about you but there's been many times in my life where I've found myself somewhere I've gone along to something or somebody's invited me somewhere and I've stood there and I've thought why am I here I really don't want to be here What really happened? How did I get here? And it was because I wasn't intentional about what I wanted to do, about who I believed I was, and stuck with it. And sometimes it's good to go along and support other people, and we don't really want to go. Some of you might have come today and think, I really don't want to be here, but I've come. It's true, though, isn't it? Sometimes it's important to do the right thing. My family's big on doing the right thing. But sometimes... You've also got to do the thing that causes you to be you and be intentional about it and stick by it and say, this is who I am. This is who we are as a family unit. This is who we are as a couple. This is who I am in my workplace. This is who I am with my peer group. Wherever you find yourself in life, be intentional and be yourself, and I think if we do that as a family, it causes our children to grow up knowing who they are, being confident in who they are, and being able to become all that's within them to be. I love this quote by a guy called Alvin Toffley. What a great name that is, Toffley. Is there any Tofflers in here? No. No oh well. This is what it says you've got to think about the big things. While you're doing the small things, so that all the small things go in the right direction. Life is made up of small things. Life is made up of the little mundane things that we do every day. But if we're intentional intentional about them, then they will go in the right direction, in the direction we want to go with our lives, with what we're believing for, what we're hoping for, what we're dreaming for then all those small things will add up to the big thing of where we're going because we're intentional, we're specific about the small things, like washing the dishes, like weeding the garden, like cleaning your car, like how you dress, like having a wash, especially on a hot day like today. All those small things add up to the bigger picture of who you are and who you're called to be. And that's even in the saying yes and the saying no. And that is really hard with children sometimes, especially when you're at Butlins and they want to go on every ride there is and on them spinning rides that I'm like, I am not going on one of them. No, 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 ask your dad. Ask Auntie Ruth, ask Pops. Mummy, no. No, no, no. And it was a definite no and I didn't go on one, thank goodness. Otherwise there would have been projectile things going on. But saying yes and saying no is so important. It's so important that you stick with it. And kids just, oh, please, but please, please, mummy, just one more time. Just one more, just one more, sweetie. Just one more ride. Just please. It's only another two pounds. Well, I've already paid 50 out on these things that get you these teddies that we could have bought 10 teddies from the shop that would have been cheaper in the first place to go to the shop and buy a teddy instead of putting all their buddies in them grabber machines that whoever made them... They were on to a good things because they do not work. I can reassure you, I think we tried every single one in butlings. They do not work. All of the grabbers are broken. Go to the shop and buy a teddy. That's my wisdom for you this morning. If nothing else, if you take nothing else away with you, that is my wisdom in child rearing. But you need to know what your yes is and what your no is. And you need to stick with it. And you need to stand together in it. As a family, as a group of peers, stand together in your yeses and your no's. Because it's so easy to be pulled one way or another. So that's my first thing. Be intentional. The second one is this. Be integral. You know, integrity is something that so often seems to be missing in society at times. We just don't know what the truth is. With things like the elections that are coming up, I just don't know what I think. Sometimes you're just like, what? I just don't know what the truth is. People will tell you things about raising children and these are the best nappies or this is the best cream for their bums. And I'm like, I just don't know what the truth is. Somebody just tell me what the truth is. And you know, sometimes you have to do it yourself to find out. You have to try it. But in trying it, you can find what that integrity is for you. And you can stick with it and hold fast to it. In the Bible, in the book of Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says this. Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. If we raise our children initially in that right way, in that way where we sow into them the things that we want to sow, and you each may have your own things, but personally, me and Paul, we want to sow kindness into our children. We want to sow generosity into them. We want them to be passionate about things in their life. We want them to love other people and just... Even when people aren't very kind to them, still to be able to offer something else to them. That's what we try and sow into them. And the main thing we try and sow into them is, if you try your best, mommy and daddy love you. It really doesn't matter. Do your best and that is absolutely fine. Those things that you want to sow into your children, be integral with them. Stick with them. Don't move from them. And it will become a lifestyle to them, and it'll become a part of who they are as well. It's all about consistency. I've written on here consistency, consistency, consistency. And it's not just in the things that you give out to them. It's consistency with rules. It's consistency with relationships. It's consistency with the reveling side of things as well, so that they know they can have a good time. It's not all about, no, you can't do this. It's about all of the things, but being consistent with it. Be consistent with your friends when you go out and have a good time with them. Be consistent in your workplace. Be consistent with everything that you do, and people will note you as an integral person and from that they will trust you from that they will know that they can come to you and that you will not change they can know what your response will be because you do not move from that rock that you're grounded on I read this story and I think it's fascinating it's the story of a boy who had a collection of marbles my girls love marbles anyone have marbles when they were little not really quite sure what you meant to do with them I think there's a game but I just like the colors inside of myself Well, there's a boy who's got a collection of marbles who knows what to do with the marbles. And then there's a girl who's got a bag of sweets. Can't go wrong, can you? And they were playing together. And they agreed to do a swap. The bag of marbles for the bag of sweets. But the boy, as boys do, sorry, that's very wrong, isn't it? Kept the most beautiful marble aside, hid it in his pocket, gave the girl the bag of marbles, pretending that that was all of them. And the girl gave the boy the whole bag of sweets. It's terrible, isn't it? Let this be a lesson to you girls, what boys are like. I'm only kidding, gentlemen. So that night, the girl slept peacefully in her bed, as she would. But the boy couldn't sleep, as he wondered if the girl had hidden some sweets from him, the way he had hidden the marbles from her And the whole point of this is, if you don't give 100% into your relationships, into what you do, into what you put your hand to, then you will always have an element of doubt whether the other people around you have hidden or taken something back from you as well. And trust will never develop. So can I encourage you with your children, with your relationships, within your workplace, within your family... For those of you as couples don't hold back elements of yourself don't hold back things that you have and are able to give don't hold back when you promise to give certain things of yourself or who you are because trust will never grow and develop if you do integrity builds trust when we give 100 percent of who we are And the last thing I want to say to you this morning is be inspirational. Love bigger, go larger, break out from where you are, break out from your upbringing and how you've been brought up. Let's read Mark 9. Paul read this when we did the dedications. Mark 9 verse 36 to 37 says, and it's talking about Jesus. He put a child in the middle of the room. Then, cradling the little one in his arms, he said, whoever embraces one of these children as I do embraces me. And far more than me, God who sent me. And we can look at that and we think, oh, that's really nice. Jesus puts a child in the room. You don't understand. In the time when Jesus was alive, men did not touch children. Men did not look after children, Men did not help with children. Men certainly didn't put children in the middle of the room and then cradle them in their arms. It was completely and utterly, and you need to understand the depths of this, countercultural to what it was like in Israel at that time. People would have been absolutely aghast. It's a great word, isn't it? Aghast. It was countercultural to the limit, almost as Bad as him talking to women at the time as well, because that was bad too. But Jesus went against what culture and society said, and he changed the views and concepts of what people thought was appropriate and right. Jesus took the child in his arms and cradled it. And people would have had it would have been one of those cartoon moments, jaws on the floor. Why is he? He's touching a child. He is a man. This child's mother must have just been like oh, for about five days or more afterwards. And that child would have always been known as the child that was touched not only by the man but by a rabbi by Jesus as well. It was unheard of, inappropriate, not happening, countercultural. And yet Jesus did it. And why did he do it? Because. He wanted to inspire the next generation. He wanted to inspire those children that you can come to God, that you can come and you are welcome. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you think you've done, whether you think I can't. Jesus wanted to say through doing this that you are welcome. No matter what society says, no matter what labels have been put on you, no matter what should and shouldn't happen according to those people who make up all those social rules, Jesus was saying come to me you are welcome there is space and room for you here and we have that option with our children we can inspire them above and beyond how we were brought up in the confines that those things place on us and what society says about them and they have to be a certain way or do things a certain way we can inspire them to do something more I love this quote by Winston Churchill And it says this, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. See the opportunity in your children. Because there will be times when they present you with many difficulties. See the opportunity in them to help them to grow. To help something new and something special to come out of them. Because if you do, it could change not only their lives, but the lives of those around them. Our eldest daughter, Grace, recently raised some money for water aid. Some of you may have heard this story, I apologise. And at the beginning of the year, we've sat down and wrote down all the things that we wanted to do this year. We wanted to go certain places on holiday. um, We wanted to do, the girls wanted swimming lessons, many different things. And Grace sat down and she just started to cry and we were like, oh dear, what's the matter? And she said, I just want to raise some money for water aid for children with dirty water So we were like, okay, well we can do that, that's fine. So she went on the WaterAid website, she'd seen an advert on the TV, and from the WaterAid website she found out that schools often raise money, so she went into her school and spoke to the deputy head, actually wrote her a letter and said, can we as a school raise money for WaterAid? And the school came back absolutely fantastically and said, yeah, we'll we'll do this thing and we'll raise some money. And... Grace has worked alongside the deputy Heads, who's been fantastic with it. In the school, and some family and friends who've also donated, raised £750 for water aid. I was like, what are those moments? Oh, Where well, you're aghast. Because our little Grace, our little Grace who's had many difficulties in her life, our little Grace, and some of you will understand that more than others probably, but our little Grace actually was an inspiration And somebody once said to me, in the process of this going on, well, she sees you and Paul doing it. She sees you and Paul helping people. She sees you and Paul doing that. And I'd never really thought about it. She sees Paul going to Africa and helping with different things. And I thought, wow, we've been an inspiration to Grace. And now she's been an inspiration to those around her. And as we've shaped her, she's shaped her world too. So can I encourage you, be an inspiration to those around you. Be optimistic in the difficulties. See the good in everything that goes on. When your children are driving you mad, look for that tiny bit of hope, that tiny bit of love in them. When your peers and when your family are difficult, be an inspiration in that place because you'd never know you might be standing alongside somebody who could change somebody else's world because you changed their world. Be an inspiration. You know, this morning, the last thing I want to say to you is this. Don't let this dedication Sunday just be a tradition of something that we do when babies are born whether it's christening or whatever choice you make for your child don't let it be a tradition of this is what we have to do when you look back through the bible the israelites on the eighth day of their child's life brought their children to the priest for a blessing we see that in one samuel when hannah brought samuel To the priest and dedicated him to. We see it in the New Testament with Mary and Joseph when they bring Jesus to the temple in Luke 2 and he's dedicated. It could just be a tradition that we've had from the Bible and we just bring it in place in our lives. But today I want to encourage you of all days. Let the dedication be a lifestyle for you. Be dedicated to be intentional with everything you do. Be dedicated to be integral. Be dedicated to be an inspiration because it's in doing these things that we change the lives of those around us and enable them to do the same. Let me close with this. Isaiah 54 verse 13 says this, All your children will be taught by the Lord. And great will be their peace I don't know about you but having peace is a real blessing even in the hard times and the difficult times and when the storm rages but I believe there's a place of peace that we can grab a hold of and I don't know about you but I want that for my children that there's a place of peace that they can run to And it's been because they've been taught by the Lord. And that in God, there is that peace. And you know, this morning, you may think, well, I don't have that peace. I don't understand what you're talking about. If you want to talk to somebody after about Christianity and about what I've talked about this morning, Paul and myself will be available. There'll be people in the welcome area. Please feel free to come and talk to us. We would love to chat with you more. But for now, let me encourage you. Dedicate a lifestyle not only to change yourself but to change those around you.